Welcome. You're listening to The Aligned Self, conversations in creating a conscious and abundant life. This is Daniel DeNovi. I'll be your guide and host. Let's see just where we can take this. Hello, friend, and welcome back to the conversation. You know, I need to talk to you about this New Year's thing, this whole gig at the first of the year and how much hoopla is around it. And I want to give you my perspective on it and actually talk about why I haven't been talking about it. Now, today is January 11th, 1-11. It is the new moon and it is the perfect day astrologically to create new intentions. Now, if you've been on the planet for any time whatsoever, you understand that New Year's is typically a time for people to make new declarations, new resolutions, set new goals out into motion to make these declarations that this year is going to be the best year ever. Well, it comes around every year and people seem to go through the same hoops and they end up in the same place. They make all these declarations and resolutions and they don't do anything about it. Now, first and foremost, I want to talk about the energy of New Year's, the beginning of a new year. It is ripe with promise. It is is pregnant with possibility. We literally are birthing a new opportunity. Now, this energy is really important because it is mass consciousness. It is a real thought form. And so because of the first of the year, there is a lot of energy for new beginnings, Not only new beginnings, but also in releasing the past, letting go of what didn't happen and the things that did happen that we didn't really want to happen. And, you know, just let go of the past so we can begin anew, begin with a clean slate. But just because it is January 1st, or just because it was January 1st on the calendar it doesn't necessarily make it that significant, any more significant than any other day of the year. We imbibe it with significance because we celebrate the new beginning. It is through our intention that we generate all this energy. It is through our intention as a culture, as a species, the dogs don't really celebrate New Year's, but as mankind celebrates the new beginning those operating on the Gregorian calendar, there is definitely the optimistic feeling for many of us about what lie ahead. But like I said, it's just another day on the calendar. So we can create this new beginning at any point in time. I can pick February 29th this year. It's going to be a a leap year. I can pick that date and I'm going to celebrate a new beginning. It is powerful because I declare it so. I say it so. It's my intention. I can pick June 9th or July 27th or any other day on the calendar for a new beginning. In fact, this is where people get caught up. They make these declarations. They make these resolutions at the beginning of the year, and they don't necessarily back it up with a system, a plan, or habits that are there. They just kind of throw it out into the future as a wish. This is going to be the year where I really get in shape or whatever. And then three weeks in, six weeks in, they can't even remember what they declared on New Year's Day. And this is the mistake people make. Oh, I started out this year with the grandest of intentions. I had all these declarations, all the promises that I made myself, and here we are six weeks into the calendar, and I haven't done anything. I guess it's just going to be another year like every other year. And so people quit. No, you can begin again. You can declare a new beginning 
like I said, February 29th or February 20th or March 1st. I like March 1st. March ahead with new commitment. Whatever date you pick, the point of my discussion here is that you get to say, you choose. We just happen to choose culturally January 1st. So January is a great new beginning. And so if you've created intentions for the year, know that this is actually a pivotal year energetically on a lot of different levels. And so what you set forth this year, not just in January, but in February, March, April, all the way through is going to set up the next 15, 20 years. It has the potential to have the ramifications and carry on momentum for many decades to come. One reason I haven't been talking about it, why I've been, I guess, sitting on the sidelines on the fence about whether or not to release this episode. And it's almost, and that's probably why I haven't released an episode in a week and a half, because I've been sitting on the fence with the whole New Year's conversation. It feels, on one hand, as a coach, as a teacher, it feels like I need to address it. It's the elephant in the room. But part of me didn't want to do it. Part of me doesn't want to be part of the same old conversation year after year after year. Especially when I've invested myself to continually be in the process of constant, never-ending improvement. Constantly looking at, or regularly, let's say regularly, looking at my performance, looking at how I'm showing up and making adjustments along the way. I'm continually making new declarations for myself in setting them in motion. And so to to kind of set up New Year's as something special doesn't necessarily seem like it's in alignment with that thinking of constant, never-ending improvement. With that said, I've also been very aware of all the emails I've been getting, all the different marketers, all the different conversations out there of people I haven't heard from in a long time. Suddenly I have an email in my inbox talking about my plans for the new year. What are you doing for the new year? What goals, what intentions are you setting forth? How to have the best year ever. And I was looking at those as if it's an old, tired conversation. I mean, it feels old to me. It just seems like more of the same, incremental change. And change is different than transformation. Back the end of August, I made a declaration, and I actually stated it on the podcast, that I was reinventing myself, reinventing my life. Coming from the perspective that I've done nothing up till now, and I tell you, I've been invested in personal growth ever since I was 13 years old. That was 50 years ago. And as such, I've made a practice every so often, and it's usually intergenerated. Every so often, I take an assessment, and I become inspirationally dissatisfied with where I currently am. I just talked to a client recently about hitting a plateau. She said, it always seems like I make progress, and then I hit a plateau, and I just kind of sit there for a while, and then I get dissatisfied with that. And I, I told her that's how I operate in the world. That's, I think that's the perfect place to be. And you want to seek those plateaus, but if it feels as if you're stuck on that plateau and you're not making any progress, that's when you want to implement radical change. But hitting those plateaus and being inspirationally dissatisfied and taking new action and implementing new procedures, new habits, new systems, that's part of continuous growth. And for me, as long as you're growing, you're green when you're not, you're rotting. And so I am always seeking to grow, grow in new directions. I hope I'm never, ever satisfied with my life. 
I have periods of satisfaction. I have a lot of satisfaction in my life and the actions and the the activities that I'm involved in, the relationships that I have. They're very satisfying, but they're not a point of satisfaction where I can say, okay, I'm done. Now, I'm going to continue to grow. In fact, I'm setting out plans for the next 50 years. And you might be saying, Daniel, you're 63 and you're setting plans out in the future for 50 years. That's right. I plan on living at least another 50 years. It's the adage, plan like you're going to live forever and live like you're going to die tomorrow. So it's absolutely critical that you create new intentions, new goals, and set about to achieve them. Set out on new paths, new journeys. Seek to grow in every dimension possible. And so like I said before, when I was getting all these emails from these different marketers about creating this year is the best year ever, and it just seemed like more of the same, more incremental change, incremental improvement. And I've really been thinking about transformation, making a quantum leap or a quantum jump to a whole new level. I've been thinking a great deal since August, just what does it take to create a quantum leap, a transformational shift in one's life? What shifts need to take place? What mindset shifts, belief shifts, frames of references, context, strategies, techniques, habits, beliefs? I've been looking at it from all different angles, and I've created a framework that can apply to just about anybody. Now, this is not for everybody because not everybody's ready, but it is applicable to anybody that wants to take advantage of it, no matter where you are in your development, no matter where you want to end up. This year, you can make a quantum leap in development, quantum leap in your thinking, quantum leap in your conscious awareness, quantum leap in your productivity. It's going to vary from person to person, depending on your own personal needs and what you want to create, because you define what the quantum leap looks like and what it feels like to you. I'll explain more of what a quantum leap is and what it looks like, what it feels like, who it applies to in the next episode. But Right now, all I want you to know is that I've been creating a new coaching program, a new workshop, a whole new methodology for creating a quantum leap in your life. So that description will be coming in the next episode. To finish this episode, I want you to take an assessment of the past year. What worked? What were your disappointments? What were your successes? Ideally, you'll journal all this, you'll write it down, you'll, you'll make a concerted conscious assessment of what worked and what didn't work, what were your achievements and what were your disappointments. You see, we really want to become conscious of how did last year go, because the only way we can mark it out as unique and different is if we're conscious and aware of the activities that we engaged in and the activities we did not engage in. And this is energetically really important. This is identifying those paths, those journeys, those intentions that you declared and began setting out upon to fulfill, but never ever got around to fulfilling, or maybe you failed, like you didn't have the right action, you were not in alignment Something happened. You did not complete on that intention. And here it is, a new year. We're starting a new year, and it feels like, oh, that was a failure. 2023 was a failure. I've actually seen some people write that. 2023 was the worst year of my life. Well, it's going to be the worst year for some of you. It's going to be the best year for some of you. Best year so far. And what you create from this point forward is up to you. 
But I understand that some of you have left relationships. You've ended relationships in 2023, relationships that you thought were going to go forward in time and space, but they did not. They ended. Maybe it was a career. Maybe you're in a job and you no longer are in that job or in that path. Maybe your kids graduated or you've lost a loved one. Life was different at the end of 2023 than it was at the beginning of 2023. And so it is incumbent upon you to resolve that unanswered, that incomplete energy. Now, this is done in two ways. One is to actually grieve the death of what you had set forward. Perhaps you made a declaration. Perhaps you were in a relationship. Perhaps you were in a career and you had projected out expectation. You had a thought of how it was going to be, a wish a dream of how you wanted it to be, that was projected out into the future. And now you're faced with the reality, with the facts, that it's not so. How we handle that, how we put it to bed, so to speak, is first we acknowledge the disappointment. We acknowledge the fact that we had an expectation of how we wanted it to be, and then the disappointment of how it actually turned out. And this can go in virtually any arena that you think. So first we acknowledge our disappointment. I was disappointed. Uh, It sucked. Like you really are with it and feeling the emotion. You don't want to downplay it. You don't want to push it aside. You want to be in the mucky muck of it and own all of it. Grieve it. I wanted something more. But it wasn't necessarily up to me. Because I was in partnership or I was, you know, in somebody else's playground. And they said, pack up your toys and go home. So obviously you were not choosing this outcome on the front side of 2023. But here you are. You have to deal with it. And so we need to give ourselves the adequate space to grieve it, to release it, to accept it. And once we get to a place where I can accept it, and a lot of times we have to ask ourselves, can I accept how things are, and then listen to whatever comes up, because sometimes we don't want to accept it because we live in this, if only I could have done this, or what if I should have done that? What if we could have, see, it always turns out exactly the way it should. You can never could have, should have done anything other than the way you did it. Now, you could say that in hindsight, like looking back, oh, I could have done that, or I could have... But if you were back in that situation, feeling what you felt then, knowing what you felt then, you would have made the same choices all over again. And so it would have had the same outcome. You can't change it once it happens. You can create something new, but that's for another episode. Right now, we just want to come to terms with the disappointment, acknowledge it, grieve it, accept it. And then we ask the question, Given the facts, given how things turn out, what does that now make possible? Is there some new possibility on the horizon that wasn't there? Because if you have something in your cup, you can't pour anything else in your cup. But now that that cup's empty, it ha- there's room for something new, something different. And this is a question you don't necessarily want to rush because you want to make sure that you've adequately grieved before you start thinking, oh, how does this serve me? What does this now make possible? You want to make sure that you're in the place of acceptance. Yes, it happened. I didn't want it to happen, but yeah, it happened. 
and then start thinking about what does that now make possible. This is the mistake, though, that a lot of people make. They want to quickly go to the the elevated feeling. They don't want to be in the mucky muck of it. They don't want to be with the, the negative kinesthetic, the negative sensation, the negative feelings, or the less than desirable feeling. There's a, there's a rush to feel good. There's a rush to look at the positive side of it. Don't go there too fast, please. And if you need to, set yourself a deadline. Give yourself a week. Give yourself three days. But feel completely. Feel that negative kinesthetic, the real disappointment of it all. Feel it completely. Then you'll be ready for the next chapter. Now, and then there's a special circumstance of completion a circumstance that is not complete. You didn't have the opportunity to have that last conversation. They could have died. Someone could have left. Someone could have ended the relationship and you didn't even have a say in it. So there is a sense of being incomplete and not even like you're in the wondering what the hell happened. Like I was doing, I was on this journey doing this and then suddenly it's not there. It's a loss. And you're at a loss on how to deal with it because it doesn't, feel complete. It doesn't feel like there's a sense of closure on it. Well, there may never be. And this is an opportunity to be complete with it just being incomplete. Saying, basically, I'm never going to know the answer. And I accept it. I guess I'm going to be in the acceptance of it just being incomplete. I'll never know. This is important to give other people the responsibility for their decision. If someone made the decision on your behalf and you're at the effect of it, give them the benefit of the doubt that they made the decision according to their model of the world, their best intentions, and you were caught unaware. Whatever's there. Don't make it mean something wrong with you. You know, they ended it because... You're not enough. There's something wrong with you. No, there's something seriously right with you. It's just that this circumstance, this relationship, this job, whatever, did not fit you. It's not part of your future. And so you're faced with, where are you now? Because with every ending, there is a new beginning. There is an opportunity for new possibility. If you, like I said, if you have something in your cup, there's there's no room to pour something else in your cup. But once something ends, once something is over, there is a natural opening for something else, something new. We don't always like to be in that idea. We don't meaning that we resist actually accepting that it's over. Okay, I think I've talked about that enough, but the other thing we want to be complete with, completion is a, a big deal, our old stories. If we've put an old story to bed, if we've created something new, we can actually declare that old way of being, that old story, as complete and over. I'm done with it. I have a new story. I'm living into a new future. This process of completion is really important. Completing on the things that you know are complete and also completing on the things that you are incomplete with and may never get complete on. Completing with the incomplete. It's actually closing the book on that chapter and opening it up to a new chapter. You can't necessarily open up the new chapter with all your energy entangled into the past. And so this process of completion is recalling your energy 
separating from that old thought form, separating from that old story and basically pulling the cord back into your being so you have enough energy to create something new today. And this is at any point in time. It, doesn't, it just doesn't have to be at New Year's where you do this completion exercise. You can do it at any point in time. And not only the, whenever a story is over, it's kind of run its course, you can call it complete. You get to say, you get to call it done. You see, a lot of these stories linger over time. And again, we're sending the energy out there. And at any time you want to recall your energy, it's up to you. Now, I have a, for instance, I was in a workshop setting and there was four of us in the office. It was after the event was over and there was two other guys and a woman and the woman ended up collapsing with a heart attack. We didn't know it was a heart attack at the time, but she wasn't breathing. And the other two guys initiated CPR. I immediately called 911 and I stayed on the line with the 911 operator until the ambulance arrived. And then that after they had revived her and got her on the ambulance and took her to the hospital, we followed and sat there the rest of the evening. We contacted her family and it was just an event. She eventually recovered and there was a period of time where anytime we would interact, there was this sense of beholding, like I was responsible for her still being alive. I was one of the group that was responsible. I was there. It seemed like after that, after every exchange of working together or being together on a project, that it would end with this feeling on some level that she was indebted to me. She was beholden to me and the other two guys. She was thankful. She was appreciative. But there was this continuing string of energy. Then one day she said, I want you to know I'm complete. I'm complete with what happened that night. I'm complete with your participation there. I'm complete with what happened. I'm done. The story is over. We're moving on. And I said, okay. And I felt it. I felt the energy severed. I felt the energy shift. It changed everything. After that moment, I realized that when I was 15 and a lifeguard, I saved a young boy who was eight, jumped in the deep end of the pool and almost drowned it. I was able to pull him out and revive him. And his family was so grateful. They were crying and you saved our son. And it was like, I felt like a hero. But that was when I was 15. And this other occurred when I was in my 40s. And I realized that I was still entangled with that boy and his family energetically because of that moment. And so I completed on my role as a hero, as a lifeguard, and I recalled my energy. I was thankful for my role, but it was over. It had already been three decades. And so I ask you, where are you sending your energy? What ideas, thought forms, people in your past are still receiving part of your life force? Here's a short exercise to recall your energy. Just like setting aside January 1st, set aside a moment, the next hour, two hours, tomorrow even, that you're going to have a ceremony. Light a candle, create a little ritual, create a sacred space, sit and relax and get quiet. And then say these words or something akin to these words. You're interested more in the feeling result than the actual words. And so the words are, I am recalling my energy from places known and unknown. I'm reclaiming my life force. 
I understand that the past was what it was, it is what it is, and I am where I am today. And today, I am claiming full responsibility for my energy. I'm recalling it to me now, severing all ties, all connections, and declaring myself a sovereign being. That's it. And again, it's not the specific words, it's the feeling you're left with at the end of it. And essentially, you're just recalling your energy, you're claiming it's mine. I know that I might have given it up knowingly or unknowingly in the past, and it could be anyone that you ever had a relationship with, you had sex with, you had an exchange with, that you touched or shook hands, you were part of an event, you know, you can think back in time, where is your energy flowing? And you're going to have situations pop up in your head. Now, I do say known and unknown, because sometimes we're not aware of when we've given up our energy. What has been interesting for me is when I've done this exercise periodically, and I I suggest you do it periodically as a housekeeping exercise, but when I've done it, I've had people reach out to me within an hour, two hours, or two or three days later. I'll get a message, or a text, or a phone call. was thinking about you, wondering how you're doing. You see, that connection has been severed, and now they want to reach back out and reconnect. This is where you get to make a choice because some of these connections also feed you and so you'll want to reconnect. I love you. I'm so appreciative of you, you know, and just reconnect that energy. And then other times I said, thanks for thinking of me. I'm doing great. Now, I have also found personally that I need to do this on a more regular basis because I'm putting out this podcast episodes typically numerous episodes per week, and I have thousands of people listening, and a lot of people are listening to every word. They, You feel, and I want you to feel, I want you to feel like you're having a conversation with me, and sometimes we have an energetic connection. Often it feeds me, often we feed each other, but there's times when it doesn't, and I start to feel a little drained, and so I recognize that I need to recall my energy. But I'm also aware is as I send energy out in this creative fashion that the energy does not come from me, but flows through me. And that way I'm not giving up anything personally. I'm just a conduit for the universe. I'm a conduit for God, goddess, all that is. And hopefully these stories, hopefully these different things I talk about reach you at a time when you're in need, when it will make a difference. If you're a coach, if you're a public servant, if you serve the public in any way, any shape or form, understand that you are giving up aspects of your energy. And from time to time, you will have to reclaim it. It's yours. You're not doing anyone a disservice by recalling your energy. They're responsible for their own energy. But oftentimes, when we're so giving, when we're so forthright in offering up our services, people use that because it's easier than creating the energy for themselves. Ultimately, I want you to be empowered. That's why I end every podcast. Follow your bliss. Live your life from inner signals. Be inner directed. Like you're generating your experience of life. I want to give you back your energy. And I do so at the end of every podcast. Like I said, the next episode is going to be more about the Quantum Leap, Quantum Jump, the workshop I'm creating, and the Next Level Coaching Program. 
I'll also be talking, I, I think I'm going to revisit this whole idea of completion on a more regular basis than just at the end of the year, first of the year. Because different dynamics, different events require different procedures or different thinking around the idea of completion. So I'm going to do a better job or a more in-depth addressing of the whole idea of completion. So in the next episode, look for information about what is a quantum leap. How do you create one for yourself? Are you ready for a quantum leap? How do you know that you want to engage in this? Or do you need to take a different approach? If you're interested in the workshop, in the Quantum Leap workshop, it's probably going to be called Be Epic or Live Epic, something like that. I haven't yet decided. And that's one reason why I guess I've been reticent about putting this episode out is because I've kind of been working it around in my head and I haven't decided, haven't put the final decision on some of the titles, some of the the frameworks of it, but I'm moving ahead with Imperfect Action. So if you want to get involved, if you want to know about it beyond the list, go to yesdaniel.com. Yesdaniel.com. There's a link in there. Give me your email and I will notify you as soon as the workshop is going to be ready. So until next time, this is your friend and host, Daniel Danovi, urging you to follow your bliss. Live your life from inner signals. Be inner directed as you engage in the epic adventure. (laughs) 